this episode has some bad words. So, yeah, if you're like eight years old, maybe skip this one. If someone told you they were making tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars online, what would you think of that person? I know me from a year ago would probably have some weird judgments about them, or that they're just a jackass who got lucky. I used to think the only people who could really make money online were the big YouTubers, people with millions of subscribers. But you know, that's not really the case anymore. There are a lot of people who have online businesses now, a lot of them run solely through social media, and a lot of them make really good money. And I've gotta say, I've been a creator for going on a year now, and I have a lot of respect for those people who can accomplish that. It's not as easy as you might think. And I see comments like this all the time, people saying, I'm just in it for the views and the money, but who do you think is paying me? I'm primarily active on Instagram, and I can confidently say they have not paid me a single dime. In fact, most short-form platforms, TikTok, etc., they don't pay well at all. So if someone is making good money on them, it's because they developed a product or a service that other people highly value and have purchased. Obviously, there are other ways to make money as well, but I think that is the most common route. Frankly, this is something I haven't been able to do very well for myself. So I figured, as a huge benefit of social media, something I'm talking about a lot, why not bring on someone I know, like, and trust to teach us and to teach me? I'm curious. Potato, one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is Dakota Robertson. I don't know. I just think it's funny. I, I think, uh, well, I can't call people retards now, so I just call people <laughs> potato. <laughs> Despite his success, Dakota is an absolute goofball, and I love that about him. Okay, yeah. And I just thought, you know, this is such a positive aspect of social media, something I am so excited about for myself. It's already led to some really great opportunities that we'll get into. And the future of it is just, oh, it's so much fun for anyone who realizes it and understands the power behind it. And I was like, Dakota, damn it, I, I want to retrace your steps. I want to see how you got into this and figure out what building something like this actually looks like so my mom she always told me growing up hey dakota like do not work for somebody else like start your own thing you know it's living a life working for somebody else is not the life you want to live and she really drilled that into my head and i was like eight years old at the time when she's telling me that and i was like okay like yeah sure whatever i'm gonna go play with my star wars toys <laughs> Uh, dude, I didn't. I didn't appreciate the words she told. She was telling me until years later, man. I look back and like, man, she legit brainwashed me into living this life, and I love her for it. But uh, man, I was eighteen, and my mother had just passed away from a fentanyl overdose, and I was working as an electrician, like twelve to fourteen hours a day at this, this career I didn't even like, surrounded by miserable people. And I was just like, is this my future, man? Is this what I got to look forward to? So mentally, he's kind of like, forget this. I'm going to see what else is out there for me. And starts reading books, doing research. And I, I was actually listening to a podcast, uh, Jordan Harbinger. And he was talking about how he took a trip to Vietnam. And it was just completely life-changing and he loved it. And so he just thinks to himself, like, what's the point of making this money if... I'm not even going to use it on things that I'm excited about or that better my life. I booked a ticket to Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia. And I was like, I'm going to go travel. So December 2018, he books a flight. He quits his job. 
and he's off. I never felt that sense of freedom. You know, you, you go across the world and experience this new culture. You're just through culture shock. You know, you're used to this, all this stuff. And you go in, you got this complete freedom and you're having all these amazing experiences. Like absolutely crazy. It was something out of a movie and I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with traveling. I just didn't want it to end. I'm like, I need to make this a part of my life. I need to find a way to do this. And eventually he gets back and goes back to work as an electrician. But now with this new mindset of, okay, I need to figure out a way to, to make this a part of my life. And that's going to require some career changes. A lot of podcasts, a lot of books, and just finding a way, okay, what's the thing that's going to get me this lifestyle that I want, this, this lifestyle of freedom? Because I also hate being told what to do by people I don't respect. And at first, he was just experimenting with some kind of lower skill side hustles. For two years, I was just trying different stuff like iPhone flipping, flipping on eBay, iPhone repair. I didn't hate it, but I just didn't like it. It didn't spark my interest. So when I came across Twitter, it was uh, I just fell in love. You know, you're expressing your thoughts and you're writing and and it's you're meeting cool people, you're sharing ideas. And it's yeah something that really, uh, really lit me up. And I didn't know how, but... It, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna find a way to make this work. So I just I just went hard with it. But Dakota told me like it wasn't super easy. It's not like he just picked up Twitter and was this immediate success with it. For the first few months, there really weren't any results, especially not any financial ones. He hadn't even really seen results with it for himself, so there wasn't any proper way to monetize it. I thought the upper limits of what you can make on online when I started was like 10K a month. I was like, yeah, that's crazy money. And then my friend Dan Co. he, this was years ago, he hit $50,000 in a month. And I remember my jaw literally dropped, like, you can make that much? <laughs> like, that's insane. And then I heard people doing 100K a month. I was like, what? I, my brain couldn't even comprehend it. Because, you know, you're, you're so used to, you know, <laughs> get paid $20 an hour at this job. You know, we make 50K a year, 100K a year is like, oh, big shot. But then you hear someone do that in a month. You can either say, no, that's bullshit, that's fake. Or you could say, what do they know that I don't? Dakota's first, what does he know that I don't moment uh, happened with a copywriter on Twitter who was pretty much doing exactly the numbers he wished he could accomplish when he first started. Something like a few thousand followers over the course of 30 days or something. Frankly, looking back, numbers that aren't probably terribly impressive to him. But anyway, I heard Dakota mention in another podcast that he hopped on a call with that dude and just asked him, like, okay, what was going on? What did he know that Dakota didn't? And so I was like, yo, what did he say? Hitting him up in the DM, just talking to him, and we just hopped on a call just to chat, just friendly chat. And he was telling me, yeah, man, I was, you know, in the same position as you a year ago. I was trying to do the, the self-improvement stuff, but wasn't working so you know i just quit and i just started studying copywriting started teaching on the timeline like i came back to twitter recently started teaching on the timeline people just liked it and i just started thinking like well this guy you know he's valued because he's giving value because he's showing people how to do something that they want to do you know copywriting and he's teaching actionable advice and i'm like damn so dakota's like okay i see you actionable advice pick something more specific specialize in something got it let me go retry this and i reset my account i started a new one and i just started teaching what i was learning and simplifying concepts and i uh yeah i started growing to my surprise and i started putting out more volume of comments and you know just going more volume and grew to a thousand followers in around 40 days and that's when it clicked for me like oh yeah teach an actionable skill 
uh, you know, it'll, it'll just save you a shit ton of time <laughs> and make you way more money. So when people say provide value, I think that's a good way to look at it. Do the hard work for other people. Read the full book. Give me the summary. But I think there's something to be said about sharing the journey, documenting the journey, you know, taking people on the journey with you. You know, if you're just starting out, go learn a skill. You know, and talk talk about what you're learning. Like, oh, I tried landing a client today, but you know, screwed up. You know, this is what I'm gonna do to change, and you you create content around that. Or here's what I learned about you know, the sales call I did recently. I think that's really cool. I, yeah, I wish that was something I did more of. You know, documenting my journey. Yeah, I think if you're not doing anything, then yeah, don't don't post on social media. But if you're actually actually pursuing something, and you're trying to get better at something. I think yeah, just document it. Don't try to come across as an expert, but just come from a place of Here's what I'm doing. This is what it's working, what's not. I think in a lot of ways, this is what my account has been. It's been sharing just the process and evolution of my own thoughts and opinions on the things I've struggled with most, which is how I used to use my time really poorly. And just over the past few months, doing more research and reading more and listening to more podcasts and finding more of my own interests and really developing that. But most importantly, in a way that feels right to me, Again, just sharing the evolution of those ideas and discoveries with everyone else. I think one thing I've really struggled with as far as monetizing my own account is just always feeling like if someone spends money on me, they damn well better get what they paid for. But that's kind of a tough spot to put yourself in because unless you've made products in the past, it's not like you have experience and feedback to work off of to develop something better and better. I feel like as monetizing goes, I only see Dakota's greatest successes. And I was curious if he had experienced anything similar to me. Yeah, I, I struggled with perfectionism a lot. I think that that's what kept me from monetizing my social media a lot uh, sooner than I did, because I wanted to build out a program where, you know, I, I help people write and grow on social media and I just kept trying to build the perfect product and I was just, you know, procrastinating and I was like, oh, I got to add this and I got to add that and it becomes overwhelming. Um, and that really prevented me for a whole year uh, before I put out anything and monetized that way. But um, it wasn't until I just said, fuck it and just did it that, you know, I just figured things out. You know, I think just... It's like, oh, I'm launching this thing and I like I set a date and like if you're interested, then, you know, do this. And a lot of people express interest. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to build this now because, you know, start dates here and like I can't you know, procrastinate. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, like trying to navigate like the, this whole AI stuff is getting absolutely nuts. But I think there's I think it's it's good, though. I think it forces people to innovate. You know, you look at when cars came or, or the printing press or whatever, you know, you saw this, you know, people were scared and then it's like open up this whole new era of, you know, creativity and different ways of doing things. And I think it's just going to open it up even more to more people. You know, there's probably people that, that couldn't afford the camera equipment or whatever before. And now they, they have this opportunity. So it's going to open up a whole new realm of possibilities for people. And I think that's great and just different ways of doing things. But, but yeah, I've definitely struggled with it in the past. It was mainly from the form of procrastination, trying to put out the perfect product and appear perfect and really hindered me in a lot of ways because I would get in my head. Huh, noted. I guess I just have to suck it up. But I was also curious, like in Dakota's opinion, what should people be focusing on just to grow? You know, I think a lot of people aren't even necessarily ready to monetize. 
they just don't even have an audience to begin with, or maybe not one that's really engaged with them. How do you build that? Thinking, understanding, you know, like that's why I'm, I'm such a big fan of writing because writing is focused thinking. And, you know, people are, oh, you're just going to chat GPT to write for me. So if I came to you and gave you, you know, the, the top of the line spaceship and I said, go to the moon and I'll give you $10 billion, you wouldn't know how to do it. You know, you have this amazing technology, but you don't have the knowledge. So when ChatGPT or, you know, some video AI thing spits out something, if you don't have the knowledge of like, what makes for something that's good or great, then, you know, it's, it's just not going to, I don't know, be what it could be. But I think it's, yeah, I think it's important to understand how to think and what makes for good art, you know, in whatever domain you're in, whether that be writing or or videography or whatever um but yeah i think and having empathy for for who is watching or viewing being whatever it is i think when you have those two things you can you just have a different way of doing things like people are just going to use like if they're using the same tools of the same way it's like okay but you know it's like the reason you've been so successful in social media is because you have a different way of doing things you know you have you have your brand, you know, when it's your video, I instantly know right away, I go, oh, that's Caleb, you know, you have your way of doing things that separates yourself from everybody else. And then you got people with these <clears throat> automated captions or, you know, whatever, and they're all just like blending in, you know, like, sh sure, it might like, it might, it might uh, pop, one video might pop off, but you know, it's just gonna be way harder. So if you can understand how to think and how your audience thinks, I think it's uh, a good combo. This is so unbelievably true and something I feel super qualified to speak on. People tell me this all the time about my videos or posts in general, that they just feel like I'm speaking directly to them. And the reason that's the case is because I've been through it. Like a lot of my posts are surrounding productivity and creativity and dealing with modern distractions. And it's been a real journey for me over the past couple of years. So in a lot of ways, when I'm speaking on anything, it's like I'm talking to a mirror. There isn't any real strategizing that needs to happen as far as what I'm talking about and who I'm talking to, because in a lot of ways, I'm just talking to myself. Dakota weighed in on this a little bit as far as his own short form video stuff went. Well, it's like, okay, I, I, I there's times I'm serious and I'm like, I can get shit done. And, but I also, I love the stupid side of me, uh, like this whole conversation that's why i love long form because i feel like it's more expressive but short form it's like okay i gotta get my points across and you know boom 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 and i'm like way more serious i'm trying to find ways to just say say more stupid stuff and just incorporate that silliness like i had <laughs> i had one that was like do my three-step content cocaine method i put flour on my desk here and i put some flour on my yeah i put on my story recently but it's 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 fucking funny i i love it it's, I only put a snippet of it, the, the like a blooper of it, but the actual one's like great. Like it's, I'm stoked for that one to drop, but it's just trying to, yeah, it's trying to find a ways to interject your personality in the short form. I, I really struggle with that. But the reason I was able to blow up on Instagram was, well, one, the tweets were trending for some reason at the time, like the screenshot tweets. So I wrote that trend, not even... I was like, oh, Instagram's easy. You just like post shit and you just go viral. Like, why are people overcomplicating it? <laughs> but um, I had Dan Coe sharing my stuff on his story when he was at like 120, 150,000 followers because he blew up. 
because he bought story shares from another account. <laughs> if you didn't catch that, this is a huge part of Dakota's strategy and frankly, the strategy of everyone in his circle, all of the Twitter bros, which is find someone who is already successful doing pretty much what you want to be doing in the future. Obviously, it's slightly different, but find someone in the niche you'd like to explore. Ask them if you can buy story shares on their account. And if they say yes, you've essentially just struck gold on an entire audience of tens or even hundreds of thousands of people who are aligned with exactly what you want to talk about. I've personally never felt the need to do this because I always did perfectly fine with the algorithm on my side, spreading videos. But for anyone who's really struggling with that or for people doing a lot of static posts and not seeing reach, could be worth considering. Yeah, so so yeah, we're just yeah, we're just doing story shares. And so you shared me and my, my buddy Ross shared me on, on a story, my post, and I just blew up like crazy. So yeah, well it's like you think about it, you're just buying an advertisement. Like that's all it is. You know, you, we we're not like, oh, there's good advertisements for the Super Bowl. It's like, no, it makes sense. You know, they already got traffic and they're just directing some of that traffic to these these commercials. So yeah, like retweets. Um, story shares on LinkedIn, it's comments. I don't do, I don't pay for any, anything anymore. I, I think trade with a few people. Um, but I stop. I stopped buying anything. That's probably why my account isn't growing like crazy anymore. <laughs> and since now we're talking about actually growing on social media, I, I just want to emphasize it's, it's going to be so important moving forward. And I know that might be strange to hear from me of all people, but I think the distinction is like, it's important to use it correctly. I think that's really just can't stress that enough. Social media has its place in society and it is an amazing tool. And I think frankly, we're all just drowning ourselves in entertainment when there are so many incredible resources on there, people with entire libraries of long form that we could be consuming, whether it's their podcast or YouTube and like really get to understand what all these different people are trying to teach. And then not only that, but take up our own side of it, you know, add to the conversation, be a part of it, be someone who is making things for other people. That's going to be such a important and high value skill moving forward. I mean, we see it now. There's just random kids making it big on social media and massive companies who have been around for decades, if not centuries, are bringing these people into their marketing teams because they have no clue what to do on social media, but they know it's where everyone is spending their time for better or for worse. So why not be a person contributing to the growth of humanity on these platforms? Why not be a person who shares? It is a chance to put your foot down on what you think is important and worth speaking on, and people will value you for it. And this thought kind of just came to mind, but it's like, instead of being a person who sucks people deeper into the actual use of social media for the sake of keeping them there, be someone who appears on social media as an inspiration to help them go live their life better. We're moving away from TV commercials and, you know, et cetera. It's going all to personal brands, endorsements and, you know, social media. So it's only going to become more prevalent, especially with ChatGPT, man. Like you know, people are going to want to, at least my assumption is people are going to want to connect with the people they know are human, you know? Yeah, there's actually like the reels are crazy because I, uh, I think for the most part, yeah, I didn't get any of the reels shared. I'm pretty sure. It was just like the the post where it was it was the tweets and stuff <clears throat> the reels yeah that's the way to grow man like even now like my carousels and stuff don't really get traction but the reels they get a lot more traction 
It's crazy how much they blow up though. Dude, those animations too. God damn. Those are nuts. I had one get like 300,000 likes. I don't know how many views that is, but yeah, I just see it as a tool. I struggle with it too sometimes. So that's the, the, that's the hard part, you know, finding that balance. I have to put in these place, these uh, guardrails where I have the desktop app cold Turkey where it schedules in the blocks uh, with social media and with my iPhone, I have opal.so um, because yeah, like if I, if I'm not careful, I'm not cognizant of it. I'll just, you know, I'll end up scrolling them on Instagram and they, the algorithm knows me and I'm just looking at these stupid reels <laughs> and then an hour goes by. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what, what just happened? <laughs> so I have to put in guardrails, but man, like, look at, look at us having a conversation right now. That wouldn't have been possible without social media. Um, like the the people on there, it's amazing. You're meeting these other creatives, these other artists, other business people. I have learned a ton from people on social media. Like I've paid a ton of mentors. I've made a lot of friends, and all my most of my friends are on social. Like I just met them through social media now. Like I just don't relate with a lot of the people that I, you know, maybe were real life friends with anymore, and that's okay. Um, but. You know, it's cool. It's kind of like a giant art gallery. You know, you get to peek inside someone's mind, right? And I think that's really amazing. But yeah, at the same time, still being cognizant. It's kind of like food. You know, it's like a diet. It really is like a diet. And I feel like a lot of us have our hands stuck in the potato chip bag and we are just going to town until that bag is empty. Not like there's anything wrong with eating potato chips, but if it's all you had for dinner, that's kind of a problem. It's kind of a lesson I've learned about this whole social media thing over the past year is there is room to enjoy every aspect of life, even the most stupid, mindless entertainment. But the second you're kind of out of control of how you spend your time on that, or in this case for this analogy, you lose control over your diet, there are natural consequences. I think it's a tool. So you can either hit yourself over the head with a hammer or you could build some cool shit. And I think a lot of people, they, they're hitting their, themselves over the head with a hammer. And they demonize social media, but at the end of the day, it's just how you use it. So you can build a shit ton of leverage with it. You know, you build an audience, even if it's 10,000 people or a thousand people, you know, what are the odds you, you can land a client from out of that big pool of people? It's probably quite high. And you know, you're, you're also nurture. I won't go into the details, but leverage, you know, that's the, I think that's the biggest thing with social media. And then, you know, as you get to different stages, you know, you get more forms of leverage and that term comes in terms of relationships and, you know, you can sell more stuff or, you know, you get different opportunities, all of that stuff. I can definitely speak to this. Leverage is easily the greatest benefit social media has to offer for anyone. And the nice thing about leverage is you can use it however you like in almost any area of your life that you'd like. What I mean by that is I haven't personally been able to leverage being able to sell digital products yet. Maybe I'll get there. But just even for like my video agency, for example, being able to tell clients that I've built what I have here on Instagram, for a lot of them, it's like jaw dropping. And that's a fun story and experience to share. And that's not even the best part. You remember how I said I was going to mention some opportunities earlier in the episode? I mean, I couldn't even count them on two hands. Just the amount of just awesome people who want to include me on their projects, short term and long term. And the, the opportunities that could span from those. And really, out of all that, just the different avenues you have, not just for your creativity, but for meeting people and for income and just for exploration. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I can't get too specific with the details about this yet, but 
Like, keep in mind, I am a 22-year-old guy, I'm a video person, and I have an opinion on, like, social media and the algorithm and how we could be using it all better, right? That's what I've always been from the start. And I've been talking about that in various ways for the past nine months. I've had people come to me and say they want to get me into public speaking, to travel all over the nation, potentially even all over the world, just to talk to people about that and to tell my story. And guess what? Nine months ago, it was just my average story. Hadn't been shared with anyone. But because I decided to take action and start to create things and share them, that's the result. Isn't that awesome? So a lot of you are probably wondering, what is Dakota selling at this point? Like, what is he making money with? And recently he's been running a cohort or basically a pre-recorded course that integrates live community elements, which I must say is kind of brilliant. I think that's probably the most valuable thing you can offer people where they get their questions answered in real time. It takes away all the fear of creating something that's irrelevant to people because you know they're going to have what they need. I want to build one, but frankly, I'm not quite sure what I would teach yet. This episode was produced by me, Caleb Duplain. Our lovely guest was Dakota Robertson or at Yoda Coda on Instagram. I actually lied. I did try to make a digital product one time. It was a course that I marketed like twice called Make Better Short Form. And I was actually really proud of it. I thought it turned out pretty well. And Dakota was one of the people in that course that I recommended all the students go follow and keep an eye on. Just because he is so amazing at writing, particularly for social media. And it's just great to expose yourself to that kind of talent on a regular basis. Because I know it's been true for me. You start to pick up some of their talents and apply it to your own work. I think I can speak for both Dakota and I when I say, go make some cool shit. Have some faith in yourself. Get creative. You're a part of the world. Might as well share with it. We'll see you next week.